0: time now for a uh, China perspective where we talk about headlines coming out and related to China.
1: Mm, and of course, at the top of the agenda, the invasion of Ukraine by China. What? Or rather, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Let's get this right. What is China's stance on it, though? And could China potentially defuse the situation given their best friend status with Russia?
0: Plus, what can we expect from China's annual parliamentary meetings of the National People's Congress or NPC and the National Commission Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, CPPCC, happening at the end of the week. Let's find out more from Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for the Straits Times. Don, good morning. Thanks for helping us. Uh, let's talk about how the White House has called on China to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine over the weekend. And this comes after China's implemented some sanctions imposed by the U.S. and its allies against Russia over the invasion. It spoke in favor of Ukrainian sovereignty last week.
1: I I think a lot of people are asking, Don, why China still seems to be on the fence on this matter. Could it be a sign that China is uneasy about Putin's methods at the moment? From your perspective, to what extent could China crack and actually officially condemn the invasion of Ukraine
2: by Russia? Hi, good morning. Well, China says its position on this matter is neutral. But if you look at what it's said and done, it's not really sitting on the fence. It has refused to condemn the invasion or even categorize it as an invasion. It has repeatedly spoken up for Russia by saying that the U.S. and Europe should consider Mr. Putin's legitimate security concerns and explained away the Ukraine crisis is stemming from its own complex and special historical background. And it has repeatedly told the U.S. and Europe to abandon their Cold War mindset. It has also been pushing a pro-Russia narrative at home and censored posts on social media that are pro-Western. It has called the U.S. the culprit of the war and for forcing Mr. Putin's hand. And it has also denounced the sanctions, saying that they wouldn't solve the problem. So all taken in, it doesn't appear that China is on the fence on this matter, but rather leaning on the side of Mr. Putin, although I don't think it would have endorsed his military aggression either. It's perhaps too early to make an assessment, but you can see that China is also reacting to the dramatic escalations and the fast-developing situation of the past few days and caught on the back foot.
0: This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode.
1: Now, Don, according to Chinese state media, Chinese President Xi Jinping has urged his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin to actually negotiate with Ukraine. This was in their first phone call between the two leaders since Moscow attacked its neighbor, I understand.
0: Now, how much of an influence do you think China will have on Russia's decisions when it comes to this crisis? I mean, could China perhaps play a bigger role uh, in trying to defuse it?
2: I think this notion of Xi Jinping having influence over Putin is overrated. Putin will do whatever Putin wants. And from the reaction we've seen from China, it appears that they were caught off guard by the invasion, too. We've not seen China change course significantly over the past five days, despite the growing pressure for it to condemn the invasion. It has stuck to its official line. That a country's sovereignty should be respected that there should be dialogue in the peaceful settlement and that both russia and ukraine should exercise restraint to prevent a catastrophe but it also looks like beijing could be setting itself up to possibly playing the role of a mediator chinese media reported that mr c had told mr putin during their phone call last friday That China supported Russia negotiating with Ukraine, and that was the first signal that was sent about Mr. Putin's willingness to talk. We've seen a bit more hints about that in state media, which have focused on the negotiation, and Chinese experts being quoted as saying that China's supposed neutral stance is important, because if there is any country that can effectively mediate the conflict, it should be one that is truly neutral. And it should be a country that respects Ukraine's sovereignty, but at the same time also not sanction Russia and hurt their livelihoods.
0: Uh, Don, we got a big event happening at the end of the week, China's uh, National People's Congress as well as the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference.
1: What exactly can we expect to come out of these meetings? Beijing, of course, is plotting the course for this year. Talk us through some of the key topics of discussion,
2: Don. One of the things that will be a priority at the meetings will be the economy, which, as you know, has been growing slower in the past decade. The global pandemic and China's zero COVID policy over the past two years have definitely taken a bite out of the Chinese economy, And the policymakers themselves have acknowledged that it faces serious challenges. And so they have set out a goal of stabilizing the economy this year. The question that everyone is asking is what China's economic growth target would be this year. The International Monetary Fund has forecast China's GDP growth to be 4.8% this year. Other economists have placed it at between 5 and 5.5 percent, and this is also likely the range that China will set. And along with that, its COVID strategy and the issue of employment will likely be areas of focus at the meetings. Other domestic issues that are likely to get attention are protection of women's rights and human trafficking, which could be hot topics because of the recent case of a mother of eight who was found chained in a shed in Shizhou in Jiangsu province and found to have been a victim of human trafficking. We could also see policy suggestions on China's low birth rate and also proposals on how to encourage the Chinese to have more babies and also policies to do with its aging population.
0: Thanks very much. Uh, we've been speaking with Tan Donwei, China beer Chief for The Straits Times.